I said my face bomb, butt tight, rack stacks up, shacks high, drilly on me, flashlight. I've been listening since last night. Hit him with that good, good, make him want to act right. Boy, <laughs> broke boys don't those divert no. I know that's right. Uh, uh, if it's up, then it's stuck. Uh, oh, freak. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. I'm your host, two-time wrestling champion, stand-up comedian, Jared Waters. Uh, I've been hearing this song all week, blasting throughout the great neighborhood of New York City, ladies and gentlemen, up or, uptown. And also, we want to say happy International Women's Day. If you love a woman, you should definitely tell them, because without the world, what would the world be like without women? I love the word woman. I should have started out with that song. W-O-M-A-N. Oh, freak, never mind. I shouldn't. R. Kelly made that song. Never mind. Uh, uh, but yeah, back to the podcast. Sorry for the delay. We had some legality issues with some of the people who did the podcast, and they're about to come out this week. And they pulled the podcast. Ba da ba ba ba. Boom. You know, you're dealing with stars. That's what happens. But we're back. And before we start, let's get into our sponsors, ladies and gentlemen. This podcast is sponsored by Old Hillside Bourbon Company, which was created out of love for bourbon, friendship, and camaraderie. The idea of quality time, great conversation, and enjoying good spirits brought this team together. Our vision is fueled by optimism, integrity, and a sense of responsibility to build a successful house of bourbon brand that people can cherish and love. Our story is unique. We are a collective group of individuals from different career backgrounds. This is our strength as we were all able to apply our professional experiences to provide an unmatched service to our customers of the bourbon brand. So the bourbon alcohol. If you're drinking, drink responsibility. Old Hillside Bourbon Company. That's who this podcast is sponsored by. So, yes, uh, what happened was... Uh, so this podcast, we definitely have uh, we have, a, we have producers and everything else, and sometimes we get people from different backgrounds that would come on the podcast, and you know they have to apply by the platform. And we did it a few episodes, and as we did it, we gave them like a preview of the episodes because that was required inside the contract that we signed with them, and they pulled it a couple times. They changed it, then they pulled it. They changed it, then they pulled it, and then I said, "Hey, Ferro Jaca, boom, 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 boom. We're just gonna cut it off, and we're gonna move forward." So uh, tomorrow, which is Tuesday, we'll be dropping our podcast with my dear friend Zoe Piazic. Uh Definitely, it's a good podcast, that one. So that's what's happening now. And uh, a lot of emails about Alia Trim. I just want to let you guys know, she is definitely married to her husband. <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, she definitely talks about him. But yes, and uh, just go to Etsy and buy some of her stuff. She, I got a, a sweater and a, what do you call it, thing that you, a scarf? She's make everything, shawls, everything else. So definitely support small businesses because it's about to grow. A lot of people have emailed about our dear friend, Laura Bellinger, from the, a couple previous podcasts. And uh, that's why we put their information on uh, on the, the, the description of the podcast. So you can just hit them up, you know. Uh, but she's good. I recently just, I recently just spoke to her, and uh, she seems that like she's doing well. Uh, well, we didn't speak on the phone. It was like through Instagram through Facebook, yes, where we spoke, uh, but that, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely hit these people up, a lot of questions, so I guess what we're going to try to do is that we talk to producers to bring people back on the podcast and see how they felt when they heard their episode, sometimes it's when you express your life story and then you hear it again, it's probably a whole lot different when you hear it, and a lot of people just hitting us up about previous guests and everything else, so I think that we're going to do that and lap ourselves around, uh, other news what's going on in the world, uh, Pepe Le Pew, ladies and gentlemen, is canceled. Pepe Le Pew, if you don't know, is a skunk uh, who used to do those, uh, like his whole uh, shtick 
was chasing another female skunk around and tried to kiss her. She pushed him away. And Warner Brothers has pulled him from Space Jam 2 uh, because of the negative impact of what's going on. Uh, and, you know, Dave Chappelle spoke about this like 20 years ago. Let's let's play the clip of old David Chappelle. Here we go. As an adult, shit is, is wild shit. Some wild shit. I mean, like, I was with my nephew. We sitting there, we watching Peppy the Pew. And I say to my nephew, I say, now pay attention to this guy because he's funny. I used to watch him when I was little. And we watched Peppy the Pew, and I'm old now. I'm looking like, good God, kind of fucking rapist is this guy? Like, take it easy, <laughs> My nephew was sitting there cracking up. <laughs> See, sometimes you gotta take the pussy like Peppy. Like, no, no, no. Uh, you know, definitely, definitely. I think it's one of Dave's greatest specials. That one, uh, killing them softly. But he made a good point about how, like, these cartoons are very. You gotta think about the people making the cartoons are usually high. Usually, most of their like, you know, it's funny to them, and it's based off stereotypes like Speedy Gonzalez about a Mexican running fast and stuff like that. So it's going to be a lot of, you can't rec recreate the past. You know, you can't change it. But now Disney has put a severe warning on if you're on Disney Plus that Peter Pan has a severe warning due to negative stereotyping and everything else. And it's just, you can't, you can penalize someone for their past. I get that if they haven't changed. But if you have changed, you know, you have to do better. So I don't know. I don't even know where I would watch a Pepe Le Pew cost uh, a Pepe Le Pew cartoon. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I think it'd be a funny sketch if Pepe comes out and apologizes for his past and blames the writers for writing that stuff for him and just say, "I'm clearly an actor. I definitely didn't do that." But uh, to the people who did that, I think they should come through. Uh, also, is it yeah? Okay, email us. Checking it. Oh, Doctor Seuss. That's what we got on the board. Doctor Seuss. Uh, some of Dr. Seuss' books will no longer be sold due to negative stereotypes. They said Dr. Seuss has a history of saying racist things towards black people, anti-Semitism, as they say what Dr. Seuss is doing. And some of these people are dead, so they can't defend themselves, because I definitely won't defend them. But if you see signs of it, just remove the, the history, just to remove the books. It seems pretty simple. But I get how people are upset about the cancel culture. They think everything's being canceled. And you got to think about, look at the movie. What's the movie with those nerd dudes? Do, 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 do. What is that? Looking at my producer. What the? Greeks, geeks, is it Revenge of the Nerds? That's what it was. Revenge of the Nerds. If you watch that movie today, they got some very creepy scenes of just the stuff that would not fly today. So, yeah, you can't rectify the history, but sometimes as you're more educated with life, you can rectify the future. Uh, for example, like uh, a lot of people talking about coming to America, uh, I watched that movie, and I think if you're a big fan of Eddie Murphy like I am, right, if you love Eddie Murphy, you have to take the movie out of context. The movie isn't about uh, him, right? I thought the movie... Like, it's Coming to America is one of the greatest movies ever, the first one, right? And when you're comparing it to one of the greatest top five movies ever, it's not going to meet your standards. But if you realize it's an ode to the 80s, you'll get it, right? Because all these old people are telling me how much they love the movie. And I was like, okay, I get it, right? But after I watched it again and took my expectations off of it and just, I was like, okay, I get it. It's a cute movie. Uh, I felt like it was 
like the CGI wasn't that great with the lions. But other than that, I liked it. It was an okay movie. Uh, but yeah, you'll never see me talk bad about the great Eddie Murphy. I thought that was dope. His daughter is inside the movie and how happy he was seeing his daughter. And the best thing about all this Eddie Murphy stuff is that Eddie Murphy's doing interviews. And you get to hear him. I didn't know he's 60 years old. He's older than my dad. Freaking Eddie Murphy's 60. Arsenio Hall is 65. He's Look how old these people. These dudes are super old. They're freaking super old. I had no idea how old these old men are. Uh, comedy, uh, stand-up comedy is going well. Right now, New York City Governor Cuomo, as he's fighting his own personal things. That is crazy, right? He got an Emmy, and all of a sudden, now they're just like, we didn't know Cuomo was doing this. So uh, my friend told a joke, said the more more women that come out, the more stuff Cuomo opens. Uh, <laughs> so Cuomo has said April 2nd, the comedy clubs will be open, right? The comedy clubs will be open, which has caused a, not caused, but an influx of comedy is coming back. So the people who've left New York City are coming back again. So the New York City, as I described earlier in this podcast, during this pandemic, the New York comedy scene has changed. The comedy has become outdoors. So a lot of people are doing outdoors, my shows outdoors, everything else. And a lot of clubs indoors can't hold people, so they're going to be starting to do that indoors. So as comedians come back to the city, there's a no fluctuation. So usually New York City, while they call it the mecca of stand-up, is because there's alt scenes, alternative comedy, and there's the club scene, which is like the mainstream comedy. Alternative comedy would be like you go into the Knitting Factory, which is a bar, and it's packed out, and they do shows there, right? Or you do a club show, you can go to different type of clubs, and I'm past at both. I'm past at clubs, and I do the alt scene. So what happened during this pandemic is both of those scenes closed down, because couldn't have people inside, so everyone went outside. So the parks have risen, which was the original scene. People used to do shows in parks. So now it's just more comedy to do, right? Because there's public parks. Anyone can do a show at a public park. So now there's going to be a lot more comedy happening, but a lot of comics feel, right, feel that the ones that are returning left the scene and they shouldn't be rewarded but i think that as me i realize when you're when your path is going forward it doesn't matter who comes back it's like you know there's a lot of people who stood out in the pandemic like myself and some other comics and you get to do three scenes now i think it's amazing so now it's just everyone's waiting to see like how the scene works like when it starts warming up the park shows are amazing because now new york city people are realizing like Oh wait, I can still I can just come to this park with my wine and my family and a chair and have a good time. And if something happens, if I'm effed up, I can walk to my house because I'm right in this neighborhood. And when you go to a comedy club, the comedy clubs are just amazing because you know freaking Bill Burr can pop in. You see more. It's a more of a controlled environment because if you're in a club, there's no cell phones, anything else. But if you're in a public park, there's a chance you could be recorded. And they all seen. So everything's opening back up, which I think is good. That means there's more jokes and more spots and more things for people to communicate with. We had another situation in this comedy scene. A comedian had COVID, right? He tested negative, then he tested positive, and he didn't quarantine. So he took it on his own to continue to be out. And the scene, like the comedy community, like Jerry Seinfeld said, it filters out itself. So it's just like <laughs> people trying to... You know, he told one person, one person to another one, just, just like little things. Uh, but the good thing is that he's not in, like, I don't, he's just a lot of, I don't do open mics anymore. You know, you graduate and do other things. So he had it and he passed it on. So it's a very scary situation, you know, especially if 
you have pre-existing conditions. There's a pandemic still out there, and you still have to heed accordingly, you know? That's what's happened in New York comedy scene. Uh, it was good. Uh, my last two weeks of shows have been amazing. Did like 20 shows already. Uh, my goal is 700 shows by the end of the year. 700. Last year I did 300. And uh, that was six, three of the months I couldn't do anything. So I'm just adding, trying to just give myself like a, a goal to stick out. I'm reading all your other, Megan Markle. Oh, I did watch that. We watched that uh, last night. Megan Markle. Margo? Marvel? Marvel? The Queen. I mean, oh, the British. The British. And she talked about the firm or the fo- or whatever. So in my understanding, uh, the British Empire or the British family, uh, they don't have power at all. From makes it seem like all these advisors are the ones causing all this drama and they don't talk to anyone directly. They're being manipulated by all these other people and Harry goes, his brother's trapped. But I mean... Come on, they're trapped, you know, to be the king, I guess, heir to the throne. So Harry and his wife, Meghan, have left, from my understanding, from what I'm gathering. I watched a a little bit of it, and they said that there are some racist things because they didn't want Harry's children to be be a prince because they are (laughs) the black. They are the black or have dark skin. Um, Zeffed up, and he said a lot of parallels from Princess Diana and him. And which makes me wonder, did they kill Princess Diana? That's what everyone says they did, right? But it seems like the Queen of England is a nice person, but she just, they're like, she they have like, like, uh, remember NSYNC, they have these strings, like everyone's controlling everyone else. And Harry and Marv- Meghan have broke free, and they stayed at Tyler Perry's house. I guess I guess I understand now. That since they took away their security, and everybody knew where they knew where they were, they could have been killed. I didn't think about that until she made it. She made a good point of saying how everyone knows we're in Canada. The country's about to go on lockdown. We have no security because the British have took relinquished their security from them. So if anything were to happen to them, they could have been taken. And shout out to Harry for protecting his wife. Because if not, Harry just seems like a platypus. Oh, I gotta stop saying that word. Harry just seems like he doesn't know what's going on. He seems like a dude who was sheltered his whole life and doesn't know what to do without the thing. You could tell, obviously, he loves her. This is just reading off body language, but I don't think he was prepared to work the rest of his life. <laughs> work the rest of his life. Because, you know, what has he really done? He was in the military, but what did you really shoot Harrison? Is his name Harry? Harrison, like the freak. I know that. It just seems like his wife has been like on her own for a really long time because growing up in L.A., she's an actress, she's everything else. So it's just like Harry doesn't, you know, I think he was, I think he, like like Oprah said, if you weren't married, would you still be there? And he said yes. So you're really just leaving for your wife. Love really made his eye opening. You know, it's like he touched the soul stone, or touched the, the mind stone, and his eye got open to it. But uh, yeah, we'll 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 keep following up on this. But shout out to TP, aka Tyler Perry, aka uh, King Perry. I thought that was dope. Uh, I gotta stop saying. Oh, I freaking hate that. There's a couple emails that will be done. Oh, Vanessa Bryant. Oh, I did. I read that. I read that article. Yeah, that was a really good article of Vanessa Bryant. 
about saying how she's depressed and how she keeps moving on. Yo, those are there's some tough people, man, Vanessa Bryant. I did find that disrespectful what Meek Mill said in his raps when he says, uh, if you try to smoke me, I'm willing to go out like Kobe with my chopper. That was just that line was out of that was out of line. Definitely that was way too soon or way too far. Definitely way too soon or way too far for that lyric to drop at all. Uh, yeah, this is a brand new news. Burger King, Burger King receives mixed reactions after tweeting women belong in the kitchen on International Women's Day, encouraging women employees to pursue culinary careers. What are you, what are you thinking, Burger King? What the freak are you thinking? This is a true story. I, um, this is 2005, 2006. One of my, I was my wrestling coach. I had a wrestling coach, and I had a wrestle woman before. I had a wrestle girl. This is a joke that I do, but I had a wrestle girl before. And my friend Garrett wrestled one, and I had a wrestle one when I moved to the Netherlands. And uh, sometimes that phrase, put her in the kitchen, is just, that needs to be retired. Because most of the time, like, my dad was the one cooking. <laughs> uh, yeah, Burger King, you got to definitely fire whoever wrote that phrase. It's highly disrespectful. Not even on International Women's Day, just, just in general, telling a woman that she belongs in a kitchen. That's so disrespectful. And what about the dudes who are, what, are you, what is Guy Fieri? Where does he belong? Because he literally is in a kitchen. Yeah, Burger King, you got to get that right, PK. This is the last one before we get out of here. Uh, yeah, man. This guy wrote, you know, who's your favorite rapper because you talk about Southern music. I know it, I sound like I contradict myself because I'm all about Southern music, but my favorite rapper, I think the greatest rapper is Jay-Z, right? Lyrics, everything else. My personal favorite rapper is Snoop Dogg, West Coast rapper, but I, lo- I love Southern music, Boosie, UGK, all that stuff. I freaking love it, man. And this is the last one before we get out of here. Did you watch? Yes, we did watch. Me and my old lady, we watched the freaking um, uh, WandaVision. Definitely, definitely was a troll move. Definitely, <laughs> it definitely trolled us. I thought Magneto would be there. Definitely didn't show up. I thought some mutants would be there. And I'm a part of this black underground, black, black market community where they leak things and stuff like that. And definitely, they leak the wrong thing and effed us all up. So, uh, <laughs> but I thought it was good. I thought it was good. The funniest thing is all these these vision memes uh, they call him Vision, Vishon, Vishon, Vishon. Vishon, 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 uh, because he's made a part vibranium. I forgot that. So, and vibranium is in Wakanda. So everyone, so everyone, if you guys have a free chance, check out those memes. But uh, yeah, so that was a Woody's roundup. Uh, Tuesday, which is tomorrow, we're dropping the podcast with my dear friend Zoe, uh, the Italian stallion. Uh, then after that, we'll be dropping some more podcasts. We'll be reviewing One Tree Hill. I know I say that every every month, but this time we actually done the episodes. We just have to drop the episodes from what happened. We just got mixed up. Uh, then after that, we'll be doing it. So if you guys, somebody, if you know someone want to be on the podcast, let me know. I have a lot of friends that are going to be coming on, and uh, we'll be traveling. I got a lot of road gigs, so I'll be doing some podcasts with these comics that I met on the road and hear their wonderful stories and what they've done and what they've accomplished. So this is the podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill. Have a wonderful night, peace, and many blessings wherever you are in the world. Love somebody. If you can't love somebody, hug somebody. If you can't hug somebody, still spread that love to somebody. My name is Jared, two-time wrestling champion. Have a wonderful night, ATO. Hey, you're live on the podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, 
all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I, said, I just want to say, man, you the GOAT, man. And you the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You got to break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'm be the next Jamar Neighbors. And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.